What is up, family? Welcome to Speak. Now, we want to take time and salute all of the veterans who have served and are currently serving our country. A big thank you, salute, and respect to all of you all. Transitioning to a little bit of NFL, this is Speak. That's NFL insider Dave Hellman, the one and only Joy Taylor, and Eagles all-time rushing leader, LaShawn Shady McCoy. Man goes by 2-5. But it's too live on this show. We got to head to Buffalo. The Bills have a lot of decisions to make in case you've missed it. Buffalo Bills coming off a loss to the New York Jets. But more importantly, their quarterback, Josh Allen, MVP favorite, MVP leader right now, has an elbow injury. He's been out of practice all week. Sean McDermott said today they are going to, quote, literally take it one hour at a time and see how things go through the course of the day. LaShawn McCoy, you had an illustrious career, but you also played with Josh Allen. He was, you were there when he got drafted. Would it be a mistake for the Bills to play Josh Allen on Sunday? It would not be a mistake, but, but hold on for a second. What's up, now, I play under Sean McDermott in Philadelphia and in Buffalo, and he's always talking about the, getting the, the, uh, the, um, the advantage, right? Mm-hmm. The, the competitive advantage is his words he always uses. But one hour at a time, I've never, <laughs> I've never seen it say hour to hour. It's usually like game time decision or day-to-day. Right. Hour to hour. Okay, anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, no, no, L- listen, listen. First of all, Josh Allen's a superstar. He's a franchise quarterback. He's a franchise player. Buffalo only goes as far as he goes, as far as that right elbow. So I would say this. If he feels good, you know, and, and the doctors are, are okay with how he feels, he's answering all the questions as far as, you know, if, it, if it, he can move it, he can throw it, and he passed the test, let him, let him play. I, I would do it. I put myself in that situation. If I'm healthy, my knees are good, my ankle's right, I got a sore knee, whatever it was, and I can go out there and play, I'm going to play. Would you go hold there, me back. Would you go out there and play if you knew that playing tomorrow might jeopardize your future games? Well, that's, that's every injury. Let's be honest. That's every injury. What, week, what, nine, ten? What week we in? Something like that. So every injury, right, whatever you do out there can, can hurt you going forward. I think that they'll give him the opportunity, hey, listen, Josh, how you feel? You pass all the tests, the throwing, et cetera. They'll test him out, and if he can play, he'll go out there and play. Now, Dave, this is a huge deal, and for y'all watching, this is a huge deal because right now Buffalo sits at, I believe, the two seed, maybe the one seed. If they lose, they could end up as a seven seed as recently as Monday morning. Dave, should the Bills play Josh Allen, would it be a mistake? If he's not healthy, and again, like it's tricky because we're not there. I haven't seen his reports from the doctors. Hour to hour now. If if he's not, and but I'll say this: he hasn't practiced this week. I say yes, it would be a mistake. It could be a mistake if he's not practicing. And I, I don't mean it like Josh Allen needs practice. That's not what I'm saying. But if you're not healthy enough to get out there and go through the game script, then I'm just not going to take my chances because this isn't a gut through it sort of thing. This is his throwing elbow. Like every time he throws the ball, it's going to affect it. And, and you can take hits on it when you run as well. And we know that's a big part of Josh's game. And that's why I said yesterday, I worry about the Bills using your logic. Like, oh, we could be in seventh place by Monday. It'll be November still. Who cares if they're in seventh place? They're six and two. They've only played two division games. Now, they've lost them both. But if you, I mean, you can run the table in your division, go four and two against the AFC East. And I promise you'll, you, you'll be exactly where you want to be. I would sit him at least this week. Maybe two games if they feel like he needs it. If, if this is a thing where you run the risk of not having him at all, how bad are you going to feel a week from now when you're like, man, was that win against the Vikings so important that it was worth opening him up to further risk? Yes. That's where I why I got to. Okay, here's why, Dave. Uh, think about the Miami Dolphins. They should not have put Tua back on the field against the Buffalo Bills. We remember that game. I believe it was week three. They shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Well, we know why they did it. Because they knew beating the Buffalo Bills was going to be paramount to their future and was going to be paramount to their today. They put Tua back in the game, and guess what? They won that game. Y'all realize how pivotal that's likely going to be, seeing as the Dolphins are 6-3, and three, the Bills are 6-2, and two, and the Dolphins currently have the tiebreaker? That's the why. Now, nobody stood behind that decision in retrospect, but I understand the why. Dave, I was on your side last night when I went to sleep in regards to mentally understanding, wait a second, man, they really shouldn't risk Josh Allen. But then I woke up this morning and I was like, you can't even count on tomorrow. Tomorrow, somebody else might be hurt. You do not want to play from behind if you are the Buffalo Bills. Jets got three losses. Dolphins got three losses. Jets have beat you. Dolphins have beat you. I don't think they should play from behind. You got enough issues tomorrow to worry about tomorrow. Worry about your issues today. I think your own argument works against you a little bit, Uh though. Okay, they beat the Bills, and then what happened? They were leading the Bengals, and Tua got hurt right before halftime of that game. They wound up losing. 
They got killed by the Jets because they didn't have a quarterback. And they actually they pushed the Vikings without Tua. That they could be eight and zero. They could be seven and one. I, like, I mean, but he missed more time because he got hurt again. So I'm like, it it all goes hand in hand. But give me the limited absence as opposed to a longer term one. Now, obviously, it's very fortunate. We're all very happy Tua didn't miss more time. But it, like the elbow, man, that scares me. Like if you're talking about hurting it to the point where you miss the rest of the year, that's not going to be a fun Boy, conversation. Taylor. So uh, none of us are medical doctors at this table. And even true. if we were, we're not Josh Allen's doctor. So we have also no true. idea how he feels. Really, Josh Allen's the only one that can tell you that. But we don't know how this is going, how bad it could be, how bad it is now. I'm with you, Shady. Hour to hour <laughs> sounds crazy. I've never heard that that's before. And that, to me, is the only thing. That's the development to me that's given me a little bit of pause. Because if it's really that uncertain, then it's probably not best to have him out there. You would want to be feeling better about it as you're going into the end of the week, as opposed to saying, uh, is it good? Is it not good? That to me is worrisome. I'm, I don't err on the side of, uh, well, this game doesn't matter. It absolutely matters. And you want your best players out there. Josh Allen knows what's at stake. The Bills know what it's, what's at stake. The doctors know what's at stake. We're not like informing them of anything sure. that they don't already mm-hmm. know. On top of that, Josh Allen is a grown A man, <laughs> right? Like he's he's made his money. He knows what he's what he's got on the line, legacy wise, this year, and he knows how he feels. Yeah. He's not going to risk the rest of his career if he's truly that injured. And it's going to be very easy in hindsight if something bad happens to be like, "We told you so." But they're going to make the best decision for Josh Allen. Josh Allen's going to make the best decision for himself and Are his you career. Sure? Yeah. I don't know if I believe that. But who are we to say that they're not? Like, it's very easy for us to sit back and point and say, oh, you guys are reckless and you didn't care about Josh Allen's future. And like I said, Josh Allen is a grown man. These are not kids. These are not college kids or high school kids where you're relying on adults to make decisions for you. Like, if Josh Allen can decide himself whether he wants to put himself in that position, if it goes badly, there's a 100% chance of injury in this league. If it goes badly, it's also on Josh Allen. Like, he has the ability to say – this cannot go this week. Here's my fear, though, and Shady, you can speak to this. I can speak to it to some degree, but you do have those people in play because I do think Josh Allen, if he can go, he's going to go. Let's remember Kevin Durant, 2019, if I'm not mistaken. Calf injury. Oh, but I can go. Achilles injury. Yeah, but that, I was, think that about, was in a, the middle of, a, of the sure, final. I, was, like, I, I continue. Situation. I think about Jordan Hicks, the year the Eagles went to the Super Bowl. Calf injury, plays against the Carolina Panthers, starting linebacker for the Eagles that year. Calf injury, plays against the Carolina Panthers. Hey, big dog, we need you to go. A person on that staff said, three plays in, pop, Achilles injury. Athletes, if they can go, they will go. Now, I'm not speaking an injury into existence. The only thing I'm bringing into existence is shady you know if you can go you gonna go to your detriment or not well so like 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 she talked about joy we we don't know josh allen's body right i I put myself in that situation if i'm feeling good you know doc they 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 take you through a couple tests right through the week depending on how i do now each day i probably get better and better and better i have i had weeks where i didn't practice the whole week and then i played in the game right because i felt better at the end of the week so Josh knows best. Like, he knows how his body's feeling. That's and, why and, I disagree. And, and, and I the disagree, last part I disagree, is this. I think, I think with, the, with the coaching staff, like, they're not – knowing Sean McDermott, he's not like, we got to win this game. He wants to win the game, but he's not going to put his quarterback in, in jeopardy. I think they're good enough where, hey, we don't care which seat we are. We would love to be the number one seat, but we don't, we don't care. We don't care going to spouse's house to beat them at home. I, so McDermott has the attitude where he's not going to force Josh because they don't, they're not – A, they're not scared to play anybody away from home. And then, two – Josh Allen is your, is your key player. Dave, speak on this matter because I'm, I'm a little more interested in the Josh Allen knows best that take. You covered the Cowboys for 10 years, still cover them closely. You've been inside locker rooms. You've seen plenty of injuries. In your experience, do you trust the athlete no. to make the decision of they know best about their health? I, I, no. I mean, like, that's the, that's the short answer. I, I mean that as a compliment, really, because a lot of these guys need to be protected from themselves. Like, they know what's at stake. Josh Allen knows their best chance to win is if he's on the field. He knows what him being on the field means to the organization, to the, I mean, even like down to the ticket office, right? Joy talks about that all the time. Like the impact that franchise quarterbacks have on everything is astronomical. Josh Allen's aware of that. And so, I mean, he knows his body. I'm not trying to say that he doesn't, but I think in a lot of cases, these guys are just wired differently to the point. I agree with you, Acho. Sometimes you have to look out for these guys because, I mean, they would play if there was a limb hanging off. 
Joy, break it down for this. Case Keenum, he is the backup quarterback. How much faith do you still have? Because the Bills, top to bottom, are a great roster, great head coach, great organization. How much faith do you have, faith do you have in the Buffalo Bills if indeed Josh Allen doesn't go against the Minnesota Vikings team that is 7-1 but haven't proved that they can take down a team like the Buffalo Bills? I mean, I would feel better about the Vikings' chances. I have the Bills winning right now, but if Josh Allen doesn't play, I'd probably switch to the Vikings. They're, they're a good team a good regular season team. I don't I don't consider them to be postseason contenders, but they're seven and one. Like they're winning games. I don't think the Case Keenum situation is a bad situation either. Case Keenum has a lot of starting experiences, won a lot of games in this league. But to that point, that's why I don't think that the Josh Allen wanting to play and Sean McDermott wanting to win this game and all of that, this is not the finals. This is not the Super Bowl where you're, it's like a, a limb is hanging off and it's like, well, this is the game. So, like, if you want to go, go. If you can, you should be on the field. T.O. or whatever. We've seen mm-hmm. lots of athletes do that in those moments. This is the middle of the season against the Vikings. It's an important game. But it's not worth sacrificing the rest of the season to force Josh Allen out there. Right. And t- t- when I say Josh Allen knows, Josh Allen knows that. Like, Josh Allen is not a dummy. He's not at all. Must play football. He knows what's at stake here. If he if he goes out there and pushes it and it and it, it blows and then he, the rest of the season and into the off season is ruined, like, we need to give people a little bit of credit here. And if we don't, then we we got to criticize their ability to make any kind of decisions at all. This is a grown man with a hundred million dollars in his bank account. He knows what happens if this elbow goes. I'll, exactly. I'll, exactly. I'll criticize their decisions to make decisions about health. That's where I'm like, I, I, but, I just, but, I but just, just sign up for it. It's also not a desperate situation. Like if it's if it's if it's hour to hour, and it's like, all right, Josh, you ready to go? Like I don't, you know, I, I could go. If that's the answer, then no, you don't guess, need to go. I guess, Shady, I don't know that I've ever seen an athlete with its 50-50 air on the side of caution. I guess in my years. Well, how do you know? See, this is my question, right? Because you guys are saying that you got to protect the athlete, you know, better than he can protect himself, it sounds like. But, like, how, how do you know how he's feeling? He might be 75%. He might be 85%. He might be 90 at game time. It goes down to your point and Joy's point. If you're hearing he's hour to hour and he hasn't practiced all week, and I know you know Sean McDermott, I know of Sean McDermott, Josh Allen has not earned the right, especially coming off that Jets loss where he threw two bad interceptions. You know this better than I. He hasn't earned the right to just, oh, just take the week off, Josh, if he's healthy. Hold so on. knowing. You don't think Josh Allen is that good? Or? Coming off of that game, I do not think Sean McDermott would give Josh Allen the week off if he was healthy. Coming I, off of I that think, game. I think different. That's he, fair. He, he's tired to have a bad game. But no he's, doubt about he's it. Also, he's also not healthy. He's not, like, on vacation. Correct. He's not healthy. So, so that's why he's having the week off. So it's, it's, it's not about him proving himself or not proving himself. This is a macro conversation. This game is important, but they could lose this game even if Josh Allen plays and is healthy. Yeah. Like, the Vikings are a good team. Yeah, they are. This I don't, is, I don't think he plays, like though. A, this is not just a, a, I would bet a that he won't. I bet that he won't play. I think, I think this is game. I think he won't play. To be honest, I remember this happened last year with Dak. It's different because it, this, is a, this is his throwing arm. That's what makes me pause. But Dak Prescott hurt his calf last year, and we did this song and dance all week. Will he, won't he, will he, won't he? He went on the field, and it was actually the Vikings, ironically mm-hmm. enough. 10 million people watched this workout. It was yep, the most dramatic thing ever. <laughs> and then he didn't play. And then after the game, he was like, yeah, I knew I wasn't going to play as early as, like, Friday. But where's the fun in that, you know? Yeah, yeah. It'll be fascinating, and I will be one of those 10 million people, hopefully, watching this Josh <laughs> Allen workout, either from close or from afar. Coming up, there are some dark days in Green Bay right now with the Packers. Next up are the Dallas Cowboys. But does Aaron Rodgers have any life left? That's next on Speak. Dave Helm is going to be there live from Lambeau. Fox Sports proudly salutes our nation's veterans, which is why we are making camo our cause this Veterans Day in support of the Honor U.S. Vets campaign. Post wearing your camo, post wearing your camo social with hashtag HonorUSVets and usvets.org slash Fox Forward to donate and learn how you can help end veteran homelessness. Let's head to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is facing his former head coach, Mike McCarthy, and the Cowboys Sunday on Fox. The Packers have lost five straight, and Rodgers currently has the worst pass rating of his career. Dallas is favored by four and a half points on the road, according to Fox. Bet sports. But, Dave, I'm coming to you first. You've been watching a lot of Rodgers-Packers games in the course of your life. Does Aaron Rodgers have any life left? If he was playing anybody but the Dallas Cowboys... I would say no. 
But I've done this before, man. It's it's after Halloween, so this isn't the perfect analogy. But I feel like it's it's my, it's a little bit of a Michael Myers situation here. Like, my, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis threw him off the cliff, and he blew up in a ball of fire. And you're like, oh, God, it's over, it's done, he's gone. And then he sits up, and that's how. I, and that's that's how the with that sound, that music yeah, playing. Yeah, man. I'm tell like, look, the Packers are bad. I'm not trying to convince anybody that they're good. That's true. Aaron Rodgers is 7-2 and two against the Dallas Cowboys. He has ripped their hearts out more times than you can count. And I know I, I don't know about the Cowboys themselves, but I know that that's how the Cowboys fan base feels. They've lost five in a row. We're, they're playing at Lambeau Field, and I know every Cowboys fan is like, watch him pull out his MVP caliber self as soon as the Cowboys come to town. That's, I, that's why I'm going. I, I'm going to Lambeau to see if the Cowboys can slay the Dragons for real because if Rodgers is going to pull this out of his hat against anybody, it's going to be Dallas. Break it down for me, Joy. Does Aaron Rodgers have any life left? No, I, I don't think so. I say that very uh, reluctantly because I do understand where you're coming from. And that's, that's probably about the coolest thing that we've said about Aaron Rodgers all year. <laughs> for real. Players. Honestly, seriously, he should totally lean into that. (laughs) Listen to the Halloween uh, song, getting ready for the game. Look, it's bleak. The vibes are bad in Green Bay. And he's very into like, you know, lining the chakras and, you know, charging the crystals and all that. He needs to work something out. Maybe a little sage. Uh, maybe Kyrie like one Sage. Of those, Sage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyrie's a big on you know, something because the vibes are bad there, and that's really why I don't have a lot of faith in the situation. The talent's not coming back. The talent's been struggling. He's playing bad. Where's LaFleur? I ain't heard from LaFleur. And <laughs> Forgot what his voice sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Well, what home. he has got to say about the situation. It's, where's the hope? At this point, you need a little hope. Like what you saw with the Bucks last week, that to me is like, you know what? Maybe we still got it. Maybe we still got a little something we can serve up. We got everybody in the building. We did this before. You're looking around the locker room in Green Bay. You got injuries. Aaron's playing bad. That's bad. Career worst numbers. I just don't know where's the where's the inspiration coming from? Because it feels like desperation, and that's the only thing that gives me pause about saying that they're completely dead. Because I am weary of a desperate organization. Because if they lose this game, I mean, we, we don't really have to talk about them for the rest of the I hate, I hate this smirk you about to do. I'm going to say something's going to piss me off. Yeah. I'm going to say, I can feel, I can feel that smirk looking around. What you about to say? You like, a, you like A-Rod or something like that? Shady, Joy asked, where's the hope, big dog? The hope is in 12. That's oh, where hope my is. God. That's the only place I can put my hope. 12, and Michael why? Myers. Because I think about it like this, 2-5. You've been to the casino. I've been to the casino. I believe we've been to the casino together maybe a time or two. Shout out to Sugar House Philadelphia. Um... You always do something shady on 11. When you are playing blackjack and you see that 11, I go in my pocket, always, in my pocket and I double down. Double down. Come on, Diller. You always double down on 11 because 11 gives you the best odds to win. You always double down on 11. Aaron Rodgers, to me, is the football version of 11 in blackjack. Mm. As long as 11 or 12 in this case is out there, I'm doubling down. I don't care if I've doubled down on 11 in a casino before and I lost, and I lost again, and I lost again, and I lost again, and I lost again. You always double down on 11 because it gives you the best odds to win. Back-to-back MVP. Joy, you asked where's the hope. The hope is in 12. The hope is in 12. The hope is in 12. Like the hope is in 11 at the blackjack table. I don't care what's happened in the past. I don't care what's going to happen in the future. If I see that 11, I'm going in that back pocket. I don't care how much money I got up, and I'm doubling down. It's not to say I won't go broke. Oh, yeah. It's spoken like a true gambler. They call call that a gambler's fallacy. I don't say I won't go broke because I've gone broke doubling down on 11, but I know this much. You're going to win more than you're going to lose when you double down on 11. Well, no not more. if you don't have no money left. There's no, there's <laughs> no more life for Aaron Rodgers, right? Now, first of all, America, he just taught you how to be a bad gambler. <laughs> I always double down on 11, but if I lose five in a row, no more of that. No more of that. Um, so, it, I guess it wasn't enough for you guys when they lost to, to the Bills, right? They really got bullied. Mm-hmm. They yeah. got two turnovers, but they really got bullied that whole game. So, that wasn't enough. Okay, so maybe some more life. Then who they play next? They played. Um, they just um, lost to Detroit. Okay, I was gonna get there, but you got me first. <laughs> they, they played Detroit. Like you put nine points up against Detroit, you threw three picks, and you think there's still life? Like Michael Myers, all the uh, Jason, Freddie, like they always come back, but this is enough. Nine points against the, the, the Lions, who was a bad, bad team. Three picks, and now you got injuries all over the place. You seen reports earlier this week that we all talked about. 
The young receivers, they're mad. Aaron's throwing one of the bus. He's a scapegoat. He's not playing well. He's mad at the critics. It's a lot of chaos in that locker room. And you think they're going to come to Dallas? Which I don't like that. I don't like Dallas at all. But I like them against the Packers. It's over. There's no more life for 12. 2-5, though. It's over, it's man. 12. No chemistry. It's 12. Where has 12 shown you yet? He looks bad. He gets yeah. worse and worse every week. We can't call him 12 this year. Yeah, he got 12. This year? Come on, man. He doesn't look like that. The most I, of Aaron pass. Seriously. It's I'm, a wrap. I want to be clear. I... Oh, speaking of Michael Myers, he's right behind me, isn't he? Oh, uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean. Hey, you scaring me now. Stop playing. <laughs> no. Stop playing, though. Oh, no. Stop we playing. We said his name a couple of once. Yeah, yeah. Don't uh, I, 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 don't, I don't think the Packers are going to win this game. I think the Cowboys are going to win. But I understand the trepidation of a Cowboys fan. I mean, he, he's a special player, or he has been for most of his he career. He is. Unless you he think hasn't looked like gone. it. He no, hasn't looked like crazy. it. Is that you? I've learned this league, right? You could be like a, a superstar player and and be great his whole career and be trash now, and you still hold on to all the legacy plays he had. That's all we talking about. It's hard in to let last, go. In the last four or five uh, games, they're the worst scoring offense in football. But we're still you, well, not me. I guess you two still believe that he still can play. Here's why. Let me let me, let me talk to two five. Let me talk to Joy. Why is because we don't see somebody fall off a cliff that fast. What people don't even realize with Peyton Manning, we thought, oh, Peyton Manning fell off a cliff. No, 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 no. Peyton Manning had 55 touchdowns, and then he had 37 touchdowns, and then he had that bad year where we got benched for Brock Osweiler. It was this. It wasn't but you like right Russ off though. Win. But you're done with Russ. You made a whole segment how you done with Russ. He's this, then the third. But you rocking with. Two. I'm not gonna call him 12. I'm calling uh, Aaron Rodgers. I ain't calling 12. That's, that's too much respect. Shady. My, my guy was an MVP the last two years. What you about, what he about, woke up and forgot how to play ball? What are they, three and five? Three and six. Three and six? I don't think – it's not that he's forgotten about? how to play football. What are three and eight? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers knows how to play football. At the highest level. What are three and nine? At the highest <laughs> level, of course. So then what's the, what's the fear? What's the oh trepidation? They've got God. injuries. They look bad. They're consistently five games in a row they've lost – playing bad, to Shady's point, they just lost to the Lions. And it's not like they did it in some sort of spectacular fashion. The three it was picks. a disaster yeah. they lost to the Lions by. Now you, the, we're, we're actually not really respecting the Cowboys enough in this situation. I never do. Like, okay. <laughs> but this is, this is not an inspiring situation. Like you're, you're, you're talking about this as if Aaron's going to step up into the light and, like, Rally this situation. It's all that. But he has before. Relax. No when more, they were four and no six. More, there's no more confidence. And they went to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were way better teams, Yeah, man. yeah those were those teams were where you could look teams. around the locker room like, hey, guys, it's on us. We're playing bad. Right. We need to get our bleep together. That's not what's happening here. I'm not saying there's no chance the Packers can win this game because I, it's an NFL team. So at the end of the day, I know you don't lean into this, but any given Sunday is a real thing. I'm not saying it's impossible for them to win this game. I'm not picking them to. I don't expect He's them to. He's not either. Yeah. Hey, since you want to go back in the past so much. Yep. In 2011. Yes, sir. Right? When Michael Vick, this was Michael Vick, came back as Michael Vick. Yes, sir. In the playoffs, we, had the, we were the one seed. Oh, no, not, I don't know if we had the one seed. But we had the first home game mm-hmm. in the playoffs. And I think A-Rod was coming up to play us in Philly. So we're like, oh, yeah, man, we got this home field advantage. Oh, we got A-Rod? Oh, we got A-Rod. Nowadays, they like, oh, we got A-Rod. No, no, yes. That's not happening. I'm telling you. Happening. Happening. I, I think that the Cowboys – Here's the, re- the, the other reason why they I want, They like want the A-Rod Cowboys, now. The Cowboys are going to win this game. Because of what they're talking about, Picks. the respect for Aaron Rodgers, I don't think the Cowboys are going to take this game lightly. Like, I think the Cowboys are going to win convincingly. You think the Cowboys are going to win the, the, He does, too. Yeah, but I don't think the Cowboys do. I think the Cowboys go into this game prepared. Mike McCarthy certainly doesn't want to lose this game. Right. So, I'm not saying they want them. They want to play A-Rod. Well, back then, I remember in the playoff. Like, we're going to we, discuss that. We didn't want to see that, A-Rod. That is going to be the conversation <laughs> we didn't we're going to have in 45 minutes. <laughs> now, before we have to break here at Fox Sports, we want to pay tribute to the servicemen and women in the armed forces as we honor our troops on Veterans Day. Hey, I'm Master Sergeant Brenna Hyatt. And I'm Technical Sergeant Rachel Brock. And we are the Packerbackers stationed here at Prince Al Nair Base in Saudi Arabia. Go Pack Go! Now, Joy, I know this day is special to you, but talk a little bit about how special this day is. Well, I come from an extensive military family, so I want to thank all the veterans for their service. You're very special to us. We owe you a great deal of gratitude. Thank you for your service. Uh, I have a long list of shout-outs. My great-grandfather, George, grandfather, Nathan, 
Grandpa Clarence. He served in the Army for 30 years, retired a command sergeant major, and served at Vietnam in the 11th ACR Black Horse. My Uncle CT, Dave, Pee Wee, Tim, Bud, uh, my father, my cousins, TJ, Chris, Sam, Tony, and my sister Grace served for 17 years in the U.S. Air Force. So happy Veterans Day to all of you. Love you very much, and thank you for your service. That is awesome. That's amazing. And the nickname. We appreciate it. Yeah. We got a lot. We got a lot. You got a lot of, <laughs> I heard of Pee Wee, yeah. Bud, CT. I was like, yo, you got to break that down for me. Okay, we got to move to the NBA. Thank you again for that, Roy, and shout out to all of these servicemen and women. Now, look, the Nets are in a mess. Their owner, Joe Side, met with Kyrie Irving and said, it's clear to him Kyrie does not have any beliefs of hate towards Jewish people or any group Kyrie could be, now Kyrie could be eligible to return from his suspension Sunday. But Woj reports there appears to be no momentum for his return during the Nets' road trip. The Nets, remember, play the Clippers this weekend, play the Lakers this weekend. They do play Portland on Thursday. Um, this is a very interesting topic, Shady. I want to hear from you first and foremost, because the real question at hand is, should the Nets even want Kyrie back? It appears he's checked off that long to-do list, but should the Nets want Kyrie back? It was strictly basketball, right? All things considered. Why, why wouldn't we want Kyrie Irving back? He's the second best player on the team, right? Without him, you're missing like 27, 28 points a game from Kyrie Irving. You're missing a, a seven-time All-Star. Like, let, let's not get fooled here. I know that they, they won a couple games without Kyrie, and everybody's talking about it, but, I mean, they beat Washington. They're not very good, mm -hmm. right? They beat Charlotte. They're not very good. They beat New York. They're not very good. Now, they lost to Dallas, who's a good team. It's a playoff team. Went to the uh, Western Conference Finals last year. So you need Kyrie when you play the big dogs. Now, I think they played well to get some guys back, but you need Kyrie Irving. Like, like what are we talking about here? You absolutely don't need Kyrie Irving. I think it would be the worst decision the Nets could make this season oh, by letting Kyrie Irving come back. Uh, contrary to common and popular oh. belief, 2-5, Kyrie Irving is not conducive to winning at all whatsoever. Is he a megastar? Yes. One of the greatest ball handlers we've ever seen? Sure. Greatest finishers at the rim? Absolutely. But Kyrie Irving is not at all conducive to winning, and he's not worth the headache. Let's start with Kyrie not being conducive to winning. Think about Kyrie's time with the Nets. The Nets actually have a better record without Kyrie than they do with Kyrie. And I'm talking about a 140-game sample size. Y'all can throw it on the screen, or I can just talk through it. Now, if you even want to talk about the Nets with Kevin Durant... Kevin Durant has a better record without Kyrie than Kevin Durant has with Kyrie. And I'm talking about a 60-game sample size. Since we don't have the numbers, I'm just going to tell you the numbers. Kevin Durant with Kyrie, 36 and 30. Kevin Durant without Kyrie, 36 and 17. Shady, I'm not making this up. This is not subjective, subject to Emmanuel Atchel's opinion. This is objective data. Okay, man. So All while right. Kyrie Irving might be a great individual bowler, Kyrie Irving is not conducive to winning. That's just not how it goes down. Numbers. Now, let's look at the bigger number, 2-5, because you don't like small numbers. You had a lot of numbers in your career, so let's make the numbers even bigger. Let's talk about the last four seasons oh, with and without Kyrie Irving. If we have that, let's throw that up there. With Kyrie Irving, 67 and 58. Without Kyrie Irving, 73 and 61. I hate these. They're I hate better. These type you, of hate, you can't hate numbers. You can't hate numbers. Okay, they've been losing. You can't hate numbers. They've been losing a lot of games, right? And then Kyrie leaves, and they start winning games. And then I showed you who they played. Sure. Them teams are nobody. Them teams ain't good. Shady, I gave I you don't a 120 know. game sample size. I, and One I, of those and 120 I don't, teams and, are good. I don't know who them, them teams were. There were 120 game sample size. Listen, I don't know who the teams were. I don't know who the teams were. This is what I do know. This is what I do know. season and a half. This is what I know. What do you know? Patty Mills is the backup point guard. Yes, sir. Right? Patty Mills can't touch Kyrie Irving. Can't touch Kyrie Irving. If y'all telling me a dude like this can't, like, this is a hard conversation for me because y'all know how good Kyrie is. Sure. I, think, I think you let the, the, uh, you stuff, Parker Parker in the, NBA. the stuff outside of basketball fool y'all. Like, if we was talking about strictly basketball, Kyrie's a bad mother. Sure he is. And he needs to be on the court. And if he's on the court, they're a better team with him than without him. But the, the empirical data says they're Come not. On, man. How, can you, you, how can you ignore what that? What are we talking about? How can you ignore that? What? I'm not going to say that a running back that has 7,000 yards listen. is better than you. I'm a, Sixer, I'm a Sixers fan and a Warriors fan, right? I guarantee you this. When they line up and they see Kyrie, Kyrie, uh, Kyrie uh, Irving outside the lineup, they way happier than if he's in the lineup. Like, nobody wants to see and play Kyrie Irving. Are we serious the here? The only people that want to see Kyrie Irving might be the fans. But when you talk you about think, winning, You don't think Kevin Durant want to play with Kyrie Irving? No, because Kevin Durant knows that he's better without Kyrie Irving. You can ask the other two, please. I'm done. Now Kyrie ain't that good. He's not a good no, winner. No, no, no. Uh, Kyrie is a, is a very special player. He's extremely For talented. sure. 
But we have these conversations around sports all the time about talent versus winning. We did it yesterday with, mm-hmm. with Aaron Rodgers, an extremely talented player who's done a lot of regular season winning. But when it matters most, he doesn't show up. Kyrie's last great moment was with LeBron. Since then, there's mountains of evidence that he is not the guy that you can build your organization around. Saw that in Boston. They don't like him in Boston. Every time he shows up there, they boo. Not because he did great things for them, and in no way am I defending uh, Boston fans. They've got quite the reputation. <laughs> right, right. But there's a reason why they feel that way. And now, with the Brooklyn Nets, with the expectation every single year since they've gotten there should be and was championship, and they haven't sniffed a championship. They haven't even made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. So the evidence will point to Kyrie is not a winner. However, on his own, outside of LeBron James. However, you have no choice if you're the Brooklyn Nets. Everything that's gone on with Kyrie off the court, it it really doesn't even play a role in in my opinion on this because Kyrie has been disruptive everywhere he's been. That's true. That's true. So when it comes to winning and having a a quiet, keep your head down, do the work, work, get along with coaches, support your teammates, all that, that that ain't what you signed up for. So if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I have to go forward with this. This is is the choice that you made. Remember the offseason, it was on the table to move Kyrie Irving. Didn't happen. Kevin Durant wanted out of there. Didn't happen. You went into this season <clears throat> assuming that this was, the, this was the last push with this particular lineup with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. What, now that KD is ha- or Kyrie has had another off-the-court situation, it's too much? Right. This is, I don't take the Brooklyn Nets seriously as an organization, and that pains me to say because I love watching Kevin Durant play basketball. He's one of my favorite players of all time. I don't think there's really a whole lot like watching KD go off. It's, it's, it's almost it difficult to describe. And the fact that he's stuck in this purgatory by his own choice, but th- that he's stuck with this organization that has no backbone, no culture, is constantly flip-flopping on everything, pains me. But at the end of the day, they have to move forward. But I'm this. saying they don't have to. Like, they literally don't. Because if you love watching Kevin Durant like you love watching Kevin yeah, Durant, I, I like KD. watching Kevin Durant, right. the basketball player. Okay. I'm looking, and KD's 3-1 and one without Kyrie, and he's 2-6 and six with Kyrie. It's It's... It's the addition by subtraction. Like, it's spilled milk. Don't cry over spilled milk. The salary is already spilled. I would say, you know what? If you want to keep Kyrie and just keep him, keep him on the bench, keep him. If you want to release him and take the $43 million elf, do that. But the fact of the matter is you're better without Kyrie than you are with Kyrie. That's where I'm at. I'm going to ask you guys a question, right? You two. Because you didn't speak yet. You two. (laughs) Basketball-wise, what's the difference between Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving? What's the difference? Kevin Durant is... is Okay. In another category. Better, right, right. Is he a winner? Yes. Why is he a winner? Because he has two rings and an MVP. With who? With the Golden State Warriors. So, see, so without the Warriors, he, him and Kyrie have accomplished the same thing. No, he also took the Thunder to the finals. Which they that, lost. Which Kyrie didn't do. You always say winning. Kyrie was five and four. Kyrie had no, his no, own no. Team. You, He you, had his you opportunity said, What you said was without LeBron James, he's not a winner. That's what you said, right? And I'm saying, true, you're right. And I'm asking you, without the Warriors and, Car- and Steph Curry, is Kevin Durant a winner? Let's say it together, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no. Kyrie Irving is not in the same category of a basketball player as Kevin Durant. That's true. That's, that's true. And Kyrie had an opportunity to be the guy in Boston hold on, hold on. and completely well, they both, it. When they both were the guy, they both did the same thing. No, they, they didn't. Lost. No, they didn't. K- KD took a team to the finals and lost to... They lost. They, they were favorite. They were favorite and they lost. They were favorite as the Heat and they lost. So my question to you guys, right, because since Kyrie's not a winner, is Kevin Durant a winner? That's my question. Because without, without LeBron, Kyrie didn't win. I do and not. without they the same guy. I just think Katie's a better player. But they all I got in the same space. I got you on the other Give side me. of that, I'm too, trying to, I don't, I don't I mean, Could you disagree? Let's hear it, brother. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Come on. Have we, have, have we ever had a conversation about Kevin Durant that wasn't either about basketball or him oh, tweeting right people? Oh, you're right about this. Off the basketball court, you're right. That's a huge difference, which I want to go with you, Shady. I really do. Because you keep saying strictly basketball. Kyrie's a good player. If this was 2K... And you were like, do you want to play 2K with a guy who's got a 92 rating or without? I'd be like, give me the 92 rating, okay. plug it in, we'll go. It's not like that. 
Every We are at the point now where I just expect something to happen with Kyrie. And how can you not? It goes all the way back. It like, doesn't matter sports. It does, it does. matter, it though. It, it absolutely matters. You could be, be a terrible person in sports. And I'm sure if you guys Google or just think about it, you can think of a lot of players. If you can play a sport and you're good at it, that's all that matters. We both but, but, know. That's all that matters. But here's the problem. I completely agree with you. I have to separate art from artists all the time. You got to. All the time. It's not an option for me. I'm a woman. So however, however much you can imagine it is, double that. It, but that doesn't matter because we have evidence that shows that he doesn't translate to winning. That's so, where I'm at. So, oh it, so you can be a talented player. That you is. can be a talented player. Get but there, it's more than just what you do on the court. That said, I don't think, it, I don't think Brooklyn can move on from I him. I gave you the same evidence with, Ke- with Kevin Durant. Well, here's what Kevin Durant's not me, a winner let either. Let me interject. Just saying let me interject. I actually Come agree on, with him. I do not think yeah, that stop. Kevin Durant will win, can win chips without leadership. Oh, thank you. I okay. am with you there. Right, so it's the same thing. So they're the same there. guy then. The reason they're saying they're not the when, same guy because Kevin Durant has an MVP to his name. Like, Kevin Durant is a better basketball player. He's a better, he's a better basketball player. What I'm saying. that took a team to the finals. All right, we, first of all, that's like way, way years ago, and it's they on still his lost. Resume, and they, Kyrie did not ever do that with Boston. The, the thing was, he's not that good without uh, um, LeBron James. Am yeah. I, am I, I'm saying the same thing. Well, he, well, KD is a great player, but he wasn't that good to win it by himself. So what point, so, are, you, what point are you getting? My to? thing is that, like, like, you can't say he's not a winner. That's the only thing you can say. He's not a winner. He's not a winner. Well, KD is not a winner. But don't you think. You put them like, what? KD wins more. All I'm saying is this. KD, KD wins, more? wins more without Kyrie than he does with Kyrie. Does that not matter? I mean, they, they, they're still losing. You just talked about earlier how the, 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 the dysfunctional organization, they don't really win, right? They got swept last year. They both played. I'm sure they got swept if, if Kyrie didn't play. Let me ask you this. Do you really think if KD realizes how big a distraction Kyrie is and has been, and KD also knows, you know what? I win more without Kyrie. I get more shots off without Kyrie. It runs through me without Kyrie. You really sit here thinking KD even wants to play with Kyrie well, still? Well, I do think he, that KD knows that, that he's a distraction. Correct. Right. So if you're but, KD, but, don't but, you not even want but, to play but, with but Kyrie? I, nah, I, I think he wants to play with him. I think he, he came to Brooklyn to play with Kyrie. Long and, before. That was a long time long ago. Long time ago. Listen, man. I'm listening. When he gets when he gets in the, in the crunch and we playing real good teams, not these bums. I don't even want to call them bums. Not these good teams like Washington and, and, and New York and, and all these and Charlotte. When we play some real teams, right? Like 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 uh, who? The Warriors, the, the the Heat, Mavericks, the Mavericks. Like they gonna lose some teams to, to them teams. They gonna need some other scoring. Who else is gonna average double digits over there? Huh? Who else? You're also ignoring the fact that Kyrie makes forty million a year. What about? That is, that is, I agree with them like, on that. It's easy I don't to see send the benefit. someone home yeah. when oh. they're <laughs> yeah, making right. $2 million. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, right, yeah. I, well, it's not even that I'm ignoring that. that, 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 that like, yeah. I'm, I'm acknowledging that fact. I just think at some point in time, you have to realize what about the 28 hey, points we're, a better, game? we're better off without you. You better off with the tw- no, 28 I, I points a game? I don't think in the, in the macro Buckets. that they would be a better team without Kyrie Irving. But they but I don't. But I don't, as a whole season goes, right? They're going to be the same necessarily with him or without him. They'll be a little bit better with Kyrie. But at the end of the day, this team's not winning. It's not winning because they're too loud. And you have organizations that are putting in the work that love all this. Oh, talk about the Nets. Right. Talk about Kyrie. Talk about what's going on with, with, distracted. with KD. Yeah, go ahead. We're just going to go over here, keep winning games, mind our little business, listening to our coaches, getting our workouts in. Just tend to our families and doing our thing. And those are the teams that win. I don't pay, I, I think it's outrageous we even give the Brooklyn Nets. But this if you cut off Kyrie, they are that team you're speaking and, of. And, no, they're oh. not. And That's, to add to that, to add mean? to that, if you sent Kyrie home, which is, is I, I, there's, I, I can't say it won't happen because it would just be outrageous for me. 40 minutes a lot of money, yeah. But if they were to do that, there would be more attention spent on why Kyrie is not there right. as a healthy player who's available and being paid $40 million than there would be if Kyrie just went through whatever this See, but process this is. Right. Y'all got to give me more time. This there. is where I disagree because <laughs> if, more you, time. <laughs> if you get rid of Kyrie, there would be a boatload of attention for two weeks. And then we'd stop talking about it. No. If no. you keep Kyrie, no. we're talking about it the rest of the season. Dave, you are the journalist here. Let me come to you, the foremost expert. Oh boy. If you were to get rid of a superstar player, are we going to talk about and how I you get got rid of him? To be clear, you're just saying, tell him to stay home. Because nobody's you cutting trading them? for Kyrie. Correct. Right. Saying, yeah, nobody wants Kyrie. Yeah, you know telling yeah. tell him to stay home or releasing him. I do not think we talk about that all season as opposed to the distraction we would talk about all season. But you are the journalist. You've been there before. Well, Break it down for me. I mean, that's that, that's such a unique situation. I, th- I mean, if they, if they, I can't see him cutting. I'm like, 
Teams don't like to eat losses like that. Like they, I mean, look how long it took the Nets to react to this whole thing in the first place. Like, how far out ahead of this do you sure. like? Do you expect them to really get at the end of the day? I, I mean, yeah. If they did, it would be it would be a firestorm for a little while. And if the Nets played, on, it would depend on how the Nets played. That's my answer for you. Like, if the Nets played well, like you're projecting, and they were a good team, this would probably go away. But if they struggled, then it becomes that now people are saying, like, look, they messed up cutting the great player and Kyrie Irving. So I understand what you're saying. I don't completely agree with it. I think, it would, do be, I think it would be a story regardless. I feel bad. We don't agree with me. I think it would be a story regardless. Yeah, we never have you been on the Internet, like, this week? That would be a story for the rest of the season and for probably, like, the rest of the time we watch NBA. Yeah. I disagree, but I hear you, and I'm willing to listen. Before we go to break, Fox Sports is honoring our brave servicemen and women on Veterans Day. Hey, this is Specialist Aaron Hensley from South Bend, Indiana, stationed at Fort Knox with Fifth Corps. We're here for MVP number one. Eagles country, let's fly. I'm Aaron Nigel Jimenez-Baker. I'm Staff Sergeant Dominic Harney. We're stationed here at Injulik Air Base, Turkey, and we just want to say, Fly, Eagles, fly! Hi, baby. What's up, guys? Thank you for your service. Now, the Raiders had high expectations when they made the huge trade this offseason for Devontae Adams. It has not worked out at all. Las Vegas Raiders off to a very disappointing 2-6 start. Devontae Adams is not hiding his frustrations. The two-time All-Pro wideout said, if things do not change offensively, I got no business being in the building. Close quote. That's a wild quote. I love it, though. That's wild, Took though. a page out of Aaron Rodgers' playbook there a little bit. Maybe even more aggressive. Like, yeah. you middle of the season, I ain't got no reason being in the building, yeah. and they gave you $141 million? Yeah. Anyway, Joy, break this one down. How bad does Devontae's decision to leave the Packers look? I mean, I don't think it looks that bad. You see the Packers lately? Doesn't look that bad. Listen, I think that the Raiders are a disaster. I don't, I don't even know what to say about the Raiders at this point. It's so bad. Now they're without Waller and without Renfro. So however bad it was on Devontae before, now they really don't have anywhere to throw the ball. So they can double-team him, and there's nothing else that they can do. This is on Josh McDaniels to me. Hmm. Like, I can't, I can't put this on Devontae Adams. You said you don't believe Aaron Rodgers walked off a cliff. I damn sure don't believe Devontae <laughs> Adams walked off a cliff. Right. All right? I could lean towards Aaron Rodgers is declining. Devontae, I don't. And I don't think that Derek Carr is that bad of a quarterback either. Derek Carr has shown the ability to rise above in bad situations. Yes, You're talking about the Raiders. That's, That's a dysfunctional mm. place. And Derek Carr has been there year after year trying to figure it out. This year is unexplainable. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's got to be Josh McDaniels, right? I mean, do we have enough evidence <laughs> that he's not a good head coach? Right. They had a lot of talent there. We thought they were going to be serious. Remember at the beginning of the season, we're like, oh. That's true. That's good. We all did say that. We all did say that. The Raiders wouldn't be that surprising. This is a disaster. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said wholeheartedly, and I still think the Devontae Adams decision to leave the Packers looks atrocious. I'm always thinking, like, long-term for dudes. If you have the ability to get into the Hall of Fame, which LaShawn McCoy, you know it's very difficult. you got to start fast, and you got to finish just as fast. If you got the ability to get into the Hall of Fame in the National Football League, don't squander that. Joy, you have a sibling in the Hall of Fame. Shady, you flirting with the Hall of Fame. It's hard to do. And Devontae Adams, you had checked off the prerequisite. If you want to set a 100-meter uh, dash world record, you got to start fast and you got to finish fast. Devontae, you started fast. But it, you know when you leave Aaron Rodgers, it doesn't go well. Ask Greg Jennings, who left at 29. Ask Jordy Nelson. Ask James Jones. If you leave Aaron Rodgers, it doesn't go well. But, Devontae, you checked off the first box for your Hall of Fame career. But now it does not at least appear you're going to check off the second box. Because though Carr is not that bad, you can't be as bad as the Raiders are and not make changes at the end of the season. Carr or McDaniel, somebody got to go. They're on pace to go 4-13. and 13. You can't be as Four bad as 13? they are oh and not God. make changes. If Devontae Adams wanted to leave the Packers because his quarterback and Aaron Rodgers was going to leave soon, well, guess what? Your court, quarterback and Derek Carr might leave just as soon. Four and 13 in the NFL, something's got to give. I think it looks terrible for Devontae Adams because I'm like, big <clears> dog, <throat> you started so fast, but you got to start fast and end fast to get that rare air and now it does not look like you're going to end very fast. Dave, you're giving me a look. I mean, let's calm down a little bit. What, what number? Calm what, it down, What Dave. was the number that you gave? $140 million? $141. That's what Devontae Adams got? All right. I mean, he's, he's okay, you know? But the Packers offered him that. That's why, to me, that's not like, oh, man. Packers offered him the same amount of money. But you, no state tax. You, 
But you assume that he just didn't take that money because he wanted to go to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Remember, Aaron Rodgers was talking about retiring. Yeah. So he had to consider, I might be catching balls from Jordan Love next year. You know what year. that looks like. So if I got to choose between 140 mil in Vegas or 140 mil in Green Bay, I've seen what Derek Carr is doing. Mm-hmm. It's probably Derek Carr, and they're bringing in a new coach. Or I could stay here and gamble that Aaron Rodgers is going to retire next year, mm. and I'm stuck here for how many years with Jordan Love? Right. Yeah, in, in hindsight, it's easy to sit here in November and be like, this looks awful for everybody. I bet I bet right now both sides would just redo this. Yeah. Packers are just like, can we have him back? We thought Aaron could make this work with other people, and he can't. And the Raiders are like, yeah, we thought this was going to go differently too. Like, I think Devontae Adams is learning – and it sounds ironic. Again, Aaron Rodgers isn't playing well, but, man, the Packers did everything to get him looks and get him involved. There's more in that quote where he talks about, basically, if I'm doubled, I just don't get the ball. You think people weren't doubling him in Green Bay? Right. So, yeah, I, I, mean, I think there's a healthy amount of regret on both sides of this. I think it was a bad decision to leave. I truly do. Now, you make a great point. Like, if I'm going to stay here, I don't know if A-Rod's going to leave, retire. I don't know what he's going to do. So, I probably left, too, but I just know that feeling. I had that same feeling. Now, the difference is I got traded to Buffalo. Yep. But I remember leaving, man, and I'm thinking I'm getting more money. I was the highest-paid running back when I, when I left. So I ain't like, care about this money. I ain't worried about that private jet flying, you know. But then I get there, and we losing, and I'm looking over. Now, the difference is the Eagles was kind of winning a little bit. I'm looking over there. Okay, did Philly win this week? Oh, wow, <laughs> we lost again. So I know that feeling. Like you kind of miss it, and he's talking from that. Like, when I was with A-Rod, that was, that was his, his ride or die. Everybody has that, like, tag team, you know, Batman and Robin, yep, you know, yep. Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. Like, you have that. And now he, he doesn't, right? I mean, what changed? He's still a dog. He's, in my eyes, he's still a top receiver in the league. The numbers don't show it. The wins don't show it. But he knows who he is, so I think he's feeling that leaving. <laughs> and A-Rod, too. A-Rod don't look of course, good. Of course. They need each other. Shady, I think, though, what he's missing most is a winning. You know what's fascinating? He's on pace for uh, just as many targets as he had last year. He got 85 targets right now through eight games. So he's on pace for somebody to do the math. I think 170 targets. Last year he had like 160-something. The difference is them catches. He only on pace for 96 catches. Last year he had 123 catches. He's he's on pace for 14 touchdowns. Last year he only had 11 touchdowns. So, like, he's still going to get numbers Ish. He's not the, the reason the Raiders are bad. Not like, at all. Yeah, yeah. But I think the but Raiders the losing, being bad, right. that yeah. losing is something losing. to yeah. you. Yeah. Especially if all you know is winning. Oh, that but losing do something. But that's the case, like, Green Bay aside, because Green Bay has bigger issues than just the wide receiving situation in Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's we all focus on that because that's where the scoring is. But, like, they've got a lot of injuries. There's a lot going on. I think Matt LaFleur should be getting more criticism than he is about how all Lord. this is falling apart. So Packers aside, just just focusing on the Raiders, how can you look at what the Raiders were with Derek Carr over the past few years? I mean, there was a moment where Derek Carr was in the MVP conversation. Got MVP votes. Like, yeah. has, he's yeah. not a bum. I like Derek Three-time Carr. Three-time Pro yeah. Bowl. Yeah, he's, he's not a bum. And Devontae Adams, none of us think he's all of a sudden a bad no, receiver. No, he's still no, like that. So, like, what changed outside of that? One, I think Matt LaFleur was great at drumming up situations for Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams to have success. Yep. Regular season success, of course. But nonetheless, wins That's true. and Joy's and always going to make sure she says that. I love it. I'm with her on that. It's, it's true. I know. Yeah. You're right. Don't tell lies. Another non-lie, since starting 6-0 in 2009 with Denver, Josh McDaniels is 7-23. and yeah, He's yeah. not good. He's not good. He never does good, ever. He's not. You're right. But what, land this plane. Where, what, what, what point? So, so what point? my point is, if you're talking about, like, regrets – you have to look at the macro of the situation. Green Bay looks bad. If he's regretting if this was a bad choice for Devontae to leave, then we have a few more years. we got to see how this plays out before we decide that. Right now it looks bad on both of them. It's not like Green Bay's thriving without him and Devontae's right. losing. Then it would be like, yeah, you probably should have stayed there. Green Bay looks bad. They look as bad, honestly, as the Raiders do. But I think if he was there, if he's there, they in, win. In Green they, Bay? In Green Bay. Yeah, they they had a connection. Even, like, with the double team coming, like, just the back shoulder throws, like, they know each other. All them – Boss, low on the ground, he can catch. That's where I think their chemistry I, I is different than anybody. Be yes. I think they would be better. I don't think that they would be as good as they were last year. 
Nah, Agreed. but I think but they'd I don't be think like they'd be 10, three. 10, they'd 11, be, they, yeah. they wouldn't be three they, games they below 500. Compete for that division, though. Yeah, that's yeah, where I'm at. For sure. Like I think if Devontae's there, I think their, the trajectory yeah. of their season is different. But Devontae's that special, like we've all acknowledged. Well, coming up, the 49ers got Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel's back, Your voice. Use check is back. They coming off a of bye week. You it's time back. for the Niners to prove how big a nightmare they are. Will they put the league on notice? That's next. Hey, the full about to get he, he threw him in there? Yeah, full back, guys. <laughs> Hey, I'm Sierra Man John Severe Station here at Joint Base Andrews, Maryland. I just want to give a shout out to my boys back home. Go Cowboys, baby. Let's go. John, thank you for your service. When the 49ers are coming off a bye week and they are excited, getting some huge names back on offense, including Debo Samuel. But remember, Christian McCaffrey is also in San Fran. Now, the Stars will face the Chargers. Sunday night with the whole world watching. Jimmy Garoppolo said the offense is, quote, a matchup nightmare for defenses, and it's kind of pick your poison. It's that kind of thing. Close. Quote. I can't wait to watch this game. Ooh. I like that type of talk. Ooh. Um, Joy Taylor, is it time, and will the 49ers put the league on notice Sunday? The 49ers are a 500 football team. (laughs) Their best win is over the Seahawks. Mm. Good win. Everyone is injured for the Chargers. We're contemplating giving Herbert a pass on this year. It's mm. so bad. So, would, it, would they hang 50 on him? Sure. Let's just take a look at the, at the Niners season. And I don't mean to hate Niners fans because they actually have an immense amount of talent, great coaching, and they're the one sneaky team that isn't really playing very well this year that you have to take seriously because they've done this before. But let's just look at the season. Well, let's take a look. Um, they have a loss to Chicago. How do you feel about that, Shady? Mm. They have a loss to Denver. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But the great. rest of the roster wasn't yeah, good yeah, enough yeah. to overcome that or no? No, no Trey Lance is bad. No? That's kind of okay. stinky. But just bad. Though? All right. Look, Chicago, let's see. They got a loss to Denver. They got a loss to Atlanta. How'd Atlanta mm. look last night? Looks good? pretty bad. That was pretty bad. bad. That was only a couple weeks ago. That's some bad teams, Joy. And then they got smoked by the Chiefs. Smoke. Now, you don't think they got smoked. They got beat bad. But they got smoked. They got smoked. 44 points. Who said that? 40. They beat the Rams twice, which they do every single year, and the Rams are a bad team. So their best win, if you look at the schedule, is over the Seahawks. Mm. So all that being said, all of the evidence, you like to talk about schedules Mm -hmm. and the teams that they've beat and teams that teams have lost to. It's always why we're indicting the Eagles, right? Eagles haven't beat nobody. They haven't played nobody good. Oh, my God. The the Niners haven't beat anybody important except for the Seahawks and have lost to a bunch of teams. Look at that. You lost a... They've lost to as many teams as they've beaten. So my thing is, what could possibly happen in this game that would put the league on notice? If they hang 50 on them, if they hang 50 on them, I will submit that I will be afraid. But I'm not going to be afraid of the Niners until they put together (laughs) some consistent wins. It's going to be a beatdown. Niners about to put the whole league on notice. Joy asked for a 50 piece. They probably going to give him a 44 piece. They might give them a 48. That'd be nice because no they, they just gave up a 44. They go, yeah, they did. And it's time for them to get Ooh. theirs. They're going to make Justin Herbert question whether or not he wants to continue playing football this season. What we've yet to see from the 49ers is health. And now check is back, and that matters. Six-time Pro Bowler. Debo Samuel's back, and that matters. Christian McCaffrey now is coming off a of bye week, and that clearly matters. Uh, our left tackle, Trent Williams, he's finally fully healthy. Bosa healthy. Oh, my. It's going to get bugged. I can't wait. Because this is going to be one of those uh, prove-me-right kind of games. One of those prove-me-right kind of games. This is going to be one of those games where Justin Herbert is going to get exposed for the great talent but not conducive to winner that he isn't. And the 49ers are finally going to show the world why they are in the Super Bowl on my pick. They're going to show the world. World, Craig. I can't wait for this one. Security of the world. Dave Hellman, <laughs> where do you stand, sir? Can I... Can I can I see my shot over here? Yeah. What's that one on one? Can I put a, can I put America on some game real quick? Please oh, do. put him on some game. Oh, geez. My my wonderful friend Emmanuel. Happy birthday! Happy belated birthday! It was your Thank birthday you. yesterday. Happy thirty sixth birthday. This is this is this is Emmanuel trying to have his cake and eat it too. How? Because on one hand. I am to believe. I mean, the, the L.A. Chargers ain't. That's they're no big thing. They're not. They're not good. You don't think. You don't think they're good. Oh, so they're good now that the team that you like, that you picked to go to the Super Bowl, is playing them. Oh, by the way, 
behind the scenes, love them to death. A lot of our producer friends that help us put this show together are Niner fans. <laughs> they are. We're, the, the Niners are going to put the league on notice for beating a team that doesn't have any healthy bodies. The quarterbacks hurt. I, I, need, I feel like people need to be reminded. Like, we thought Justin Herbert punctured his lung in week two. Playing through that. Doesn't have Rashawn Slater. I checked the injury report during the commercial break. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are officially out. Fire. We know J.C. Jackson and, and Joey Bosa are out. Like, I mean, oh. terrible this year. it's the NFL, but the Chargers, like beating the Chargers shouldn't be impressive to anybody. And Wait I actually, I agree with Wait you. Wait a second. No, I'm no, not no, done. No, 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 I'm, I'm not, not done. done. I'm not done. Because Joy just gave me all these losses the Niners have and their roster was hurt. So I don't want to hear about and guess what? Ross. And guess what? I don't what? want to hear about it. The Niners are healthy now. I checked their injury report, too. Everybody's ready to go. This is one of the most talented rosters in the NFC with everybody back. They're at home, by the way. So they should smack them. Yeah, I won't be impressed if they do, though. I expect a two-plus possession Niner win. That's my expectation. Yeah, I would need to see... I would need to see like a 42 to 17 type of win for me to be on notice. Yeah, and that's what I think they'll give them. Yeah, if that's I, what I, they do, I, I, fine. I do too. Like I think they're going to win convincingly too. But and the Chargers have no one. The Niners are the more experienced team. You're talking about putting the league on yeah. notice. I think nobody's confused about the talent that the Niners have. What is confusing is the ability for them to be consistent. And who's playing quarterback for the Niners? See, I don't even think I'm not confused about the Niners being consistent. I don't think the Niners have proven yet that they're good. Like the Niners, like you said, the Niners have had that one win against the Seahawks. I don't think the Niners have even proved, like before consistency. But why would the win over this beat-up Chargers team prove that they're good? Because I think it'll be how they do it. I think it'll be like a 42 to 10, but 42 to 3. But shouldn't they do that? No, because like I mean, we've 42, always said. 42 is a lot. Yeah, no. 40, 42 to 3 in the NFL would be eye-opening. Like, I think I'll give you that. I think it'll be a bloodbath. Yeah, that's, that's true. The reason I don't think okay, they should Okay, so if it's not a bloodbath, then what? Then they haven't put the league on notice. Then, then, then I'm in the wrong. So you'd be wrong. And they, yeah, of course. Okay. Then they haven't put the league Are on you notice. Are totally wrong? No, I mean, based on voting standings, I'm right because okay. I'm in first. I'm saying, oh, 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 oh. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving this here. I, sw- I see what he did there. Dubai, answer the question. The Niners going to put the league on notice. I'm going to say yes, but my yes is different from your yes. Break it down, because I love Kyle Shanahan. I think he's an excellent coach. I've never seen a running back do bad in our offense, and there's some bad running backs. I'm saying. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, I'm just being honest. (laughs) They do good, but every running back is not that good. Anyway, they get all them guys healthy. You talk about Trent uh, Trent Williams. Like getting an all-pro. They have an all-pro lineman. Mm. They have an all-pro wide receiver and Debo. Then you got C-Mac in the back. He's an all-pro. So I'm just curious to see how he has this offense running. Where a guy like Jimmy G, where – you don't have to do much. You, you had success doing less. Now you can even do more. You can do even less and get better results. Think about how that sounds. So I'm just curious to see how it works. I think that they'll put the, the league on notice seeing how this train works. Because you got to watch. And then Kittle. I forgot Kittle. So yeah. now you got to watch Kittle, Debo, and C-Mac. Well, that's what, that's what Ooh, Jimmy's talking about is you have to pick your poison. That's what I'm saying. So, like, like really, like, putting it together, that's scary. That's scary, scary. Just and I have a good defense. Don't, so we'll see. don't come in here Monday talking noise if they win like 27 Don't be to getting hyped. Like okay, if, if they win. If they win by 17, no? All right, I'll give you 17. Look. I'll give you 17. I'll give you 17. So what, what do they have to win by realistically? Because uh, even though the Chiefs put up 44 on them, um, <laughs> that's not normal. So, like, what, what really has to happen here? I think, I think as much as you don't think Justin Herbert is a winner, and that's fine, I think Justin Herbert has some things to prove too, he's not playing with anybody right no, now. No, he's not. Like, everyone is injured. I think if they win by 17 to 21, I think that's like, bam. 21 is a lot of points in the league. In, I, I, I in a primetime game, that'll, that'll be a Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Real quick, are we talking about, can we talk about numbers? Like, putting stats up? Offensive Jimmy G's not going to put crazy stats up. But I'm I, saying, you got all these, in my time, my best offense we had was me, Vic, Deshaun yep. Jackson, Macklin. We was going crazy. Yep. Setting records every year. So, is it like that? Because they got the same type of players. I think, I think that C-Mac will go for 98 to 115. I think Jimmy G will rushing go for or 275. Rushing? C-Mac rushing. Just okay. exclusively What about passing? Because he's he – <laughs> I'm just saying, no, 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 for real. Like staying in the NFC, the Cowboys take the Packers on, on Fox. I'm Miss Jennifer Anderson from PSAP, Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. I'm here to give a shout-out to the Dallas Cowboys. Go Cowboys! To so the Eagles or Cowboys? I don't know. Jennifer, thank you for your service. All right, y'all. Week 10 got kicked off last night. The Panthers beat down on the Atlanta Falcons. But now it's time to pick the rest of the winners for this weekend. Y'all know what it is. Put 100 seconds on the clock. Your boy's going through every single game. Time 
Ready, get set, let's rock and roll. Okay, this game's taking place in Germany. Seahawks and the Bucks. I like the Seahawks, Geno Smith, I'm betting on you. How about the Bills and the Vikings? A lot of questions in the air of who's going to start at quarterback for the Bills. It doesn't matter, Bills win. Bears versus the Lions. Lions coming off a big, big win over the Packers. But Justin Fields has been balling 178 yards of his own last game. That's rushing alone. Bears get it done. Let's move on. Titans and the Broncos. Now, last time we saw the Broncos, well, we didn't see them because they played entirely too early. They did, in fact, win. That will stop this weekend. Titans win. Chiefs and the Jags. Jags rallied back last week to beat the Raiders. That rallying will stop. Chiefs get it done. Dolphins and the Browns. When Tua starts and finishes games, Tua does not lose. Tua, Dolphins, they win. Giants at the Texans. Texans showed a lot of fight when they played the Eagles on primetime, but that fight will not be enough then. It's not going to be enough this weekend. Giants win. Steelers, Saints, TJ Watt, they said he's back. Him being back's not enough. The Steelers actually do get it done. That's on me. Steelers win. I'm surprised I picked the Steelers. Okay, Raiders, Colts, let's rock and roll with this one. How about the fighting Jeff Saturdays? Yeah, Shady? No, Shady? Raiders, they win. Sorry, Jeff Saturday. Going to get your first L. Cowboys at the Packers. You already heard what I had to say. Cowboys win, and it will not be pretty. It will not be close. Cowboys got 13. Let me get specific. Rams at the Los Angeles. Rams, Rams, going to get it done. Cardinals, sorry, no good luck. Chargers and the Niners. How about the Niners beating them down by 21 points? And lastly, Philly's on the way, baby. Philly's <laughs> on <laughs> he said what I was going I to anyway. To say that, <laughs> Eagles got it done. I didn't know what he was up to. I saw, I saw him getting <laughs> smir- like, smirking the entire time. Yeah, baby. He he like said, a, why are you saying like 25 points, 21 points? You look like points? a bad kid getting ready to do something. I am bad. a bad kid. That's I was me. like, here you go. Okay, uh. let's lock in, Shade. Let me go right back to you because you said something very interesting earlier in the show that our viewers might have missed. You said that people do not fear Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Should teams still be scared? Should the Cowboys still, still be scared of A-Rod? Why? Tell me why they should fear Aaron Rodgers. Why? They don't score points. They give you turnovers. They can't throw the ball. A-Rod doesn't scare you. On third down, he used to be so scared. Oh, my God, we got A-Rod? The defense? I told you, in the playoff game, home field advantage, we had the Packers. Before that game, we were all excited. I think they won to get in. They had to win to get in, and then they won. to be like, oh, my God, we got A-Rod. Nowadays, in Dallas, oh, they can't wait. Bring A-Rod and his, and his little homies he don't like. Bring them all up here. We're going to blow these boys out. So I think the difference is nobody fears A-Rod. A-Rod in the game. What, you stretching? Becker? I'm just keeping it real. Like, bring all the homies. He don't yeah, bring, like. Yeah, he don't even like them. Like, first of all, he don't, even, he don't even like them guys. Every I other, can't stand you. They don't like them. He don't like him. Oh, this is a home. <laughs> Joy, Joy should, the, should teams still fear, fear Aaron Rodgers? I think you have to respect Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Fear is a little bit different. I don't think teams are afraid of Aaron Rodgers, but I think you have to respect him. And that's also why I think the Cowboys will win. Because, However, we're all talking up here and being critical of him. The Cowboys, uh, Dave mentioned this earlier, they know what he's capable of. And whether or not he's still that guy this year, he's done that to you. When somebody's hurt you, you, you're about to roll up on him again. You remember that. It's a little bit of anxiety. You start filling your stomach. You know what I mean? You start getting a little nervous. You know, you got me on point. That's how it is. When, right. the, when, when he's inflicted that kind of pain on you, as he has with the Dallas Cowboys time and time again, I think they respect Aaron Rodgers. But I, don't, I really don't know if Aaron Rodgers is the same guy. He doesn't look at this year. See, I still think you got to fear him, man. Oh, my God. Fear? fear yes. I, tell us why. I, I want to hear the why. Uh, because Aaron Rodgers did not just forget how to be dominant overnight. Now, I speak from experience of the fear Aaron Rodgers can inflict on a defense because I think you were there in 2014. We went to Lambeau, and by halftime, by oh, halftime, yeah, kicked, yeah. it was 30-6. to six. That's a different A-Rod. It was 30-6. to six. That's We a was different... cold and getting beat down. Yeah. You know how bad it is to be losing 30-6. to six. That's one thing. You know how bad it is to be losing the 30-6 in negative 7-degree weather? Like, that's bad, yeah, bad. Yeah. So I have personal experience of a fear of an A-Rod. 2014, now, I, 2014. Right? 2014. Okay. Okay. But A-Rod was an MVP in 2021, and he was an MVP in 2022. In 2020, I just don't think that he has gotten so bad that he should not command not just respect, but I'm talking fear. Dave Hellman, what you talking? I like, I like respect more than fear. fear. Fear is for me and for Cowboy fans who remember the Jared Cook throw and the Dez caught it game. And the meme, the meme that was like, you remember the meme that was going around where the guy's like, everybody's celebrating, they don't know we've got Rodgers. Cowboy, that was the Cowboys. They scored with a minute to play, take the lead, 
Rodgers needed like 40 seconds. It, I mean, like, so it, like people around the Cowboys maybe should fear Aaron Rodgers. The team itself, the Cowboys, yeah, they should respect him, respect what he's capable of, but they're a better team. Ironically, the one time the Cowboys have really gotten one over on Aaron Rodgers was at Lambeau, and their pass rush made life miserable on them. They forced three fumbles that day. They won 30-16. to 16. Mm-hmm. This pass rush can do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they should be able to overwhelm the Packers. Aaron Rodgers does not have the pass-catching options. When Aaron Rodgers killed the Cowboys in the playoffs, he had Devontae. Yeah. He, had, uh, he had Jordy and Cobb yeah, yeah, at the Jordy. time. But who, did. but who won the game? It wasn't Devontae. It wasn't Jordy and Cobb. It wasn't any of those dudes. It was a tight end. If I'm not mistaken, Jared Cook's a good player. Absolutely, yeah. but Jared Cook is not Devonte Cobb, Jordy. Like he he won that game with Jared. Yeah, Cook. That was also a long time ago. Like, this, I was say 2016 was oh, oh, quite a while ago. ago. But 2021 was. I came to Fox in 2016. <laughs> that was a long time ago. This you have to look at what they are right now. That's why I'm saying you respect it. You respect that he he at some point has done those things. Don't don't go in here and think this is going to be some some easy day. But you think he plays the game he played against the Lions last week against this Dallas Cowboys defense. And for that matter, that Dallas Cowboys offense, and that's going to be the score? No, but I don't think he'll play that bad. Has he that's played a game games. Has he played a game this yeah. season that, that could beat the Cowboys? That question Maybe right against there. the Bears? Say, I would have said the Vikings week one. Now, statistically, it didn't it's show up. seven points. Statistically, it didn't show now up. They have less but players. the very first play of the game when he props a perfect 75-yard bomb to Christian Watson, to me, like, Rodgers played a good game. Statistically, it didn't show I, up. I haven't seen that yet. After that play, I haven't seen a place like that. All right, yet. I'll meet you. Have you? <laughs> have you? Seriously, have you, though? I mean, he's been bad. He's maybe played one game that would beat what we've seen from I'm the Cowboys, the Cowboys. Well, all year. Speaking of bad, Baker Mayfield, did you really just do what I think you did? Baker, you, you headbutting your teammates without a helmet on? Yeah, we got to talk about that. Oh. Next, I'll speak. Come on, Baker. I like that, though. Katie's crazy. Baker Mayfield, what are you doing? As we check in on our social life, Baker Mayfield, he's different, built different. Hashtag keep pounding. As y'all see, he's headbutting people, but he has no helmet on. Joy, you got thoughts? That's the face of your organization. That's what you want. That's what, that's your uh, quarterback. That's your guy. This is your king. <laughs> this is your king. Look, I don't I don't mind the action. I, I like the actor. I, I love because it. Because remember, JP used to do that before every game. Ain't here but me. But I love that though. <laughs> without <laughs> a without a helmet. I don't remember. It's has big. For you get your job taken though, and you show that same energy passion. and passion. I love that about him. I didn't know he had that type they of probably like, won teammate. Because of that. I don't know about that part, but I love that as a teammate. Took your job. You're number one pick and all that and. Can you, you know, be excited without you know, giving yourself ego, a you concussion? Huh? If that's oh, yeah. if that's what you want to do, go go for it. And yeah, like good teammates. Can I headbutt you? Just everybody. No, first of all, no. Everybody he headbutts looks surprised. Like they're all like, yeah, Baker, what are we doing? Like, what are you doing? Uh, so, like that's the thing for me. Is, okay, how do y'all compare this to the Jags player John Henderson who used to get slapped? Oh, he was by the slap. oh now that's the coolest the video ever. He's like, come on, you gotta give me more. He's 6'8". Yeah. He's 6'8". He's angry. Yeah. Not that's a, that's no, but angry, he's not angry. No, Baker is not. No, this is a happy head, bud. We don't have enough time to get into <laughs> it. He's, 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 he's glass, though. He's, he's glass. Did you know that, Henderson? Did he? Yes. 